Hello, and thanks for joining us again at Character Speaks, a podcast in partnership with ProSign Design to spotlight passionate character educators who are walking the talk. I'm your host, Barbara Gruner, and today I am over the moon with excitement because it's character edgers, educators of a different kind because I am speaking with two student podcasters up in the state of Washington, Macy and Taya Welcome to Character Speaks. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. I'm so excited about the work you're doing. I think it's already been since October that I've been after your teacher to let me visit with you. Will you tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves? Hi, my name's Taya, and I'm an officer here at Enterprise. I am the activities coordinator, and I'm also a leadership student and a seventh grader, and I also play volleyball. I'm very energetic, outgoing, and very goofy. (laughs) And um, my name is Macy. I'm a seventh grader here at EMS. I am the ASB secretary, and I have been podcasting since August of 2018. Some of the things I love to do is play volleyball, hang out with friends, read, organize, and laugh. (laughs) Oh, laughter is one of my favorite things. I want to make a connection with my goofy friend because one of my very favorite cows growing up on a dairy farm was named Goofy. And so I love that connection. (laughs) I also love the volleyball connection. I was a coach. I coached freshmen for four years when I first started teaching. And I would would love to come to one of y'all's games if geography didn't challenge us quite so much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So ladies, why podcasting? Well, I think podcasting is just so wonderful. It teaches many life lessons and it's a positive and important influence on my character from talking to others. Also, it helps my public speaking skills improve and also it better prepares me for the future. Yeah, to add on what Taya was saying, it's Actually, when we were kind of asked to do this, I kind we were kind of voluntold. I like to say, oh, like, like we kind of we were like, yay, but we were also like, okay, we probably you know should do this. And I love the and I loved you know the microphones. I think being hooked up to a microphone is really cool. And I knew that from this experience, I'd be, get more comfortable with my voice voice and sharing my thoughts. I feel like both of you have a pretty good radio comfortability kind of in your voices with your confidence. So I can only imagine the places that it's going to continue to take you. How has the experience been so far now that you have, what, six, eight months under your belt? The experience has been truly incredible. I mean, it's taught me so much, and it's been so impactful and fun and eye-opening. I wouldn't take it back if I tried. It's just so big, and it's a wonderful part in my life. Yeah, I really find it enjoyable, and it's super great. I love getting to like meet cool people and learning more about my character and what it makes to make an award-winning school culture. Now, it seems to me some of your episodes are in the studio and others have been just via the airwaves. Is is that right? Yeah, that's totally correct. Yes. Do you have a preference one over the other? I know your teacher blogged about that once. <laughs> I prefer to be actually person and not over like Skype and things like that because it's a little less personal if it's Skype or just a video call, but it's even more fun when they're in person and live because you get to actually react and talk them more. Yes, it feels like you're actually really having a true conversation. And I also think 
it helps as like just a production perspective because you can really engage and make sure that, you know, you're reacting to their, you know, funny comment or something like that. Can you talk us through the production part? Does, does much editing have to go on? Yeah, there's a fairly decent amount of editing, especially if we like mess up on questions that we ask or like stutter, things like that. We do that all the time, by the way. Yay. Uh, we also we also make very weird noises, accents. It's it's fun. Yeah, there's some interesting noises and accents that happen in the studio. We have like a recording of someone doing I a think goat noise. A goat noise, uh-uh. and then we have <laughs> and, yeah, and they, then we have one of like a person doing an intro and an Australian accent. You know, it's all over the place. Yeah, Let they me recorded. Yeah singing and doing a goat noise before. It's pretty interesting. (laughs) Oh, that's super fun. Let me ask you this. If somebody dropped an inappropriate word, is that hitting the cutting board? Yes. Yes. Um, Have we had that before? We actually have not had that before, so that's good. (laughs) Okay, so what have been some hurdles or failures? So I've never really experienced any like big failures that went on the podcast. The only ones I would say is when I get really overexcited for things and also get anxious about the talks. So I kind of start speaking fast or too much or ranting. So I would say that's a bit of an issue and one of the little failures. But overall, I don't think there's really any big failures. Yeah, I would say from my experience, I haven't really had anything that was like too big and that I needed to like redo the whole entire thing. But definitely I struggle with mispronunciation, I guess, with like, I sometimes think I cannot English, can't talk. And I use a lot of filler words like ums, yes, and then like responding. When you ask a question, we want to make sure that we're responding to them and not saying, cool, that's awesome, you know, and I've really thought, I guess, think over the time I've gotten better at it, but it's something I need to keep working on, just making sure that I have a follow-up question and doing everything that I can to make sure that I'm engaged. Also, I'm going to throw Macy under the bus right here. Uh Uh-oh, Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) Both of us are officers, and we do morning announcements. And I'm going to throw her under the bus about her pronunciation. And (laughs) we were talking about quesadilla club at our school and how is that day. And it ended up being quesadilla. So now it's always my job to say quesadilla because that's become an inside joke. Yes. (laughs) Okay, that's super fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, these skills are going to serve you well, right? Because my son, Jacob, just um, defended his thesis on Monday. So Sunday night, he asked us if we would sit in the room and listen to pretty much a preliminary of what he would be presenting in front of his four professors on Monday. And we caught a lot of so and um and the kinds of things which I think you're telling me you're working with intention to avoid as you become really national and global, you know, voices on the, on the airwaves. We really are. We're trying to stay as far away from filler words and we're really practicing and working harder to try and remove those from the way we talk to all our guests. Yes. We're trying to make it seem like we're adults, but we're actually just like 
middle Seven. schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to act professional. And I feel like that really helps with like our guests too, because then they take us more seriously and we can have more in-depth conversations. Yeah, they're a little more comfortable if we make it more professional, but also like still fun, but without filler words. And it's more wet, well-written. Yeah. Very nice. Do you get any feedback beyond what your teacher gives you as to how it's going, maybe how many visitors or listeners you have, or maybe how it has impacted people? I sometimes get things like that. Like some of my friends and family will tell me that they listen to it or that they know I'm doing it and they just think it's very cool and they're really proud of me in that way. Yeah, as Taya said before, like my friends and family or I guess my close relatives, they all, you know, listen to it and they say I'm doing a really good job and they really are excited to hear more people because they, you know, have seen those people and they want to talk to them, but they really haven't gotten the chance. It is pretty cool that you guys have an inside track. Um, What successes have you um, felt so far? I think of each podcast that we put out as a success because it's done and it's ready for the world and we're sharing a really important message. And then also I just really have fun making them. So I qualify each one we make as a success because I just love them so much. That's a good way to look at it, Taya. Um, Some things I like about, I guess, successes in my experience is that like after like 15 tries, you say that one hard name, right? You're good. You know, you did it. And then after our podcast, we do a debrief where debrief where we um, talk about what we've learned. And I have felt success in learning how to lead one of those and lead a very impactful and in-depth conversation. I love the reflection piece. One of my favorite quotes from John Dewey is that we don't learn so much during our experiences as much as in the reflection, the learning happens in the reflection from our experiences. So I think that debrief is really key to your success. It truly is. And it really brings in a deeper perspective of what we learned over the course of talking to that person. And also the more times like you talk about something like our science teacher at our school makes us like rewrite or or, like re- do like a little part of an assignment each day just so we can remember it because the more times you like do it I think it's about seven times right yeah or the more time you talk about it the more you remember it so if you keep having it come up in conversation then you're going to be able to remember and to apply it to your lives when it's needed you are so wise recently I saw that really it (laughs) takes 400 times around your brain to make a solid neuronal pathway. But when you do it with play, which I feel like this podcast kind of is for you, guess what happens to that 400? It goes down probably. Yes. How much? I think a lot. lot. (laughs) I like that answer. 10 to 20 as opposed to 400. Yeah. That's a big like jump, I guess. (laughs) That's really why I can remember all the stuff they teach us. Yeah. Because play is our brain's favorite way to learn. And I feel like you guys are kind of in a playground with this podcasting. And I just have loved all of your guests, which segues me into, I'm a little jealous because you got Michelle Borba before I did, but whatever. (laughs) Have you had a favorite guest? 
I would say that my favorite guest was probably Dave Burgess, who I just did with some of my friends, is because of how energetic and passionate he is about everything he was talking about. But also, I did it with two of my guy friends, that is um, Joshy and, sorry, Josh <laughs> and Brayden. And I just love it because all four, all three of us are very crazy and energetic and had a lot of fun doing it. But also just because of how close everyone is here, we all have nicknames for each other, like I just said, and... It's just so fun to be around them. Yeah, I wish I could be a part of that podcast. <laughs> um, I feel like my favorite guest would have to be um, Sean Covey. He's the author of The Seven Habits for Highly Effective Teens. Yeah. One of my favorite books. I've read it like 15 times. And he was very nice and fun to talk to. We also had really great questions. And I put extra work into making the responses good for that one because I like requested that at the beginning. I was like, I wanted... I want to do that podcast and it was really nice and I got to learn more in depth about I guess the seven the seven habits. Okay, so maybe you're just trying to make me jealous, but seriously, you've had Dave and Sean. <laughs> Come yeah. on, what is your secret sauce? I don't know. You don't we know. We just seem tempting cuz we're middle schoolers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Smile, smile. <laughs> the little so, kid smile. Novelty, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really know. Mr. Apple and Mrs. Apple are all behind it, and they do a really great job of making sure that we have cool people that we can interview and talk to. I love it. Hey, um, is there one you'd like to do over? I don't really want to redo any that they did that I did so far. I do have to re-record questions because, again, I stutter on some th- on some stuff, but. I wouldn't really re-record any whole thing, and I really wouldn't redo any of the interviews. I really love doing all of them, so I'm good with it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good with mine too. I, as I said before, the um like, you know, responding to the questions. There's a couple that I'd love to redo because it just sounds like I'm like great, and then <laughs> read the next question. Um, actually, in our studio we have two whiteboards. Um, it's called podcast reminders. And like number one is like paraphrase slash restate the guest answer to the to a question. And then after restating, you add a comment or question. And then you're going to use different adjectives to describe your, the answers in the questions, which I feel like some of us struggle with, especially me. And just making sure that it stays interesting and you're not using like awesome. Wow. Cool, great. That's perfect. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So what I hear you saying, my friends, is that you have to give yourself a little bit of grace, pretty much the same grace that you would give your podcast guests if they stuttered, but you're also working to put out a quality product, correct? Yes. That's exactly it. Nice. No, (laughs) kidding. Okay, so (laughs) let's go on to really, I think, what's going to wrap it up for us. What's next in your innovative playground? So we're definitely going to have a lot more podcasters and influence come in. And I hope to have a couple more authors and poets because that's really the area I love. And then I'm also going to have a lot more growing as a podcaster. And finally, we're going to have some sixth grade trainees that I'm really excited for. Yeah, we're going to um, we're gonna have them c- come into the studio like on a Saturday or something. And we're going to like train them and tell them how to do things. All and the chip, ticks, the, uh, tips and tricks. Tips yeah. and tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
and we're also going to write more blog posts about it. And then we're thinking of, you know, learning, having the kids or I guess us podcasters um, looking more into the editing and production side of things, which we have done. But I think some more people are interested. So it'd be really cool to do that. Will you get to continue on as eighth graders with the podcast or are you just passing the baton to those incoming seventh graders? Um, we will be able to um, do it during eighth during eighth grade. We have we have t- two eighth graders. We have yeah. two eighth graders currently doing right now. Their names are um, Audrey and Ellie. They're really great. I love them. They're so just calm, c- cool, and collected and kind of calm us down when us or seventh we graders are crazy <laughs> are bouncing off the walls. <laughs> It's nice to have that calming effect. I also want to put a shameless plug in here. I do have a book. Maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. It's called What's Under Your Cape. So, like, say you needed an author. I I mean, I don't really want to beg publicly like this on my podcast. <laughs> but I would absolutely love to be one of your guests. Like, say you just had, like, an empty, you know, spot or just, like, a, a, you know, just a small, small little schedule. Say there's a glitch in the schedule. You just call me up now that we're <laughs> friends. And I would love to be yeah. alongside your heavy hitters like Sean and Dave and that. Michelle. <laughs> yes, That'd of course. Amazing. You can interview us, then we'll interview you. I <laughs> love it. Okay, you two. I so wish we were closer because I would love to end this with a big hug. But I'm going to go cyber hug on you. I'm going to let you know that I am so grateful and so proud of you. And from what I understand, your teacher's going to come on in a little bit. So we're going to take a small pause what are your closing remarks for our listeners? I just had so much fun, and I'm so glad I got to talk about our podcast and talk with you. Yes, uh, as Taya said, I am so very thankful for this opportunity to do podcasting, and I know that not a lot of schools get this opportunity, and I hope that this podcast and sharing the insights on how we've been doing our podcast can influence other schools to maybe try it because it's an amazing experience, and you get to learn more about yourself in the process. And woo, we survived our first interview. Yes, we did. you (laughs) did it with great a plume. You girls are changing the world one podcast, one interview at a time. Keep on keeping on. I look forward to hearing amazing things from both of you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, girls. It was my pleasure. And now I'm excited to introduce y'all to... Hans Apple, Hans Apple, who is their school counselor, one of two up in the Wildcat Nation. Welcome, Hans, to the show. Barbara, I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like we've already become friends. Uh, We have so many connections and people in common, and we've obviously been connected over social media for a while, so it feels great to be talking to you finally. Yes, and to you as well. Thank you for carving out this time. It's really so hard to believe that those two young leaders are 12 and 13 years old. What made you think that they could podcast your mission like that? Well, I'd like to think it's partly their mission as well. Um, it's kind of a joint vision. But, um, you know, we saw last year we had, a, you know, a handful of students that were just really taking our school culture to a special level. Um, with leadership. And so um, I think, you know, we started rolling around the idea of, you know, what could we do to challenge these guys and kind of, um, you know, continue to to expand uh, their knowledge of both leadership and, and character and culture. So um, 
what ended up happening is uh, those guys and then another group we ended up taking to a service conference um, in Kent, Washington. And uh, um, it's a big like statewide leadership uh, conference where 5,000 students are there. There's educators and leaders from around the state. And um, we're sitting there and it's amazing, you know, venue and, and whatnot. There's, you know, athletes and speakers and authors all talking uh, and speaking to these kids. And it was just a small group at the time. And I'm sitting there with my wife, Jennifer, and we're listening to a 95-year-old Holocaust uh, survivor oh, kind of share her share her story. And you know, of course, we've we've got tears and or uh, kids in tears, and it's just this you know incredible moment, right? It's inspiring. And I kind of lead over to my wife, and I'm like, "We've got to do this." And she kind of looks at me puzzled, and I'm like, "We've got to figure out a way to do this." And so at the next break, we started talking a little bit more, and you know. What I meant by that wasn't recreating this conference, but recreating this experience of being able to talk to incredible people around the country. Because that day we took, you know, maybe 20, 25 kids um, to this event, but we had another 750 back at school that weren't experiencing this. And so, you know, the initial thoughts were, how can we, you know, take this experience and then bring it to our community? And the more we began to talk about the idea, it was like, well, maybe this isn't just a enterprise or West Richland thing. Maybe this is something that other people around the country might enjoy listening to. So that's kind of where the idea came from. So what was your overarching goal with with bringing that back? Because I don't think all 750 of them can actually podcast, right? Just it's a numbers thing. Right. So, you know, there's there's kind of two parts. There's the the experience of the podcast, but then there's also the ex- which is great, and the kid we have like a dozen kids that are involved with that, and we're expanding that. We're you know going to be having sixth graders join uh, this spring as well. Oh, that's what the girls um, said. That's great. Yeah, so we would hope by next August we'd be at like 20 to 25 students, which would be great. But like you said, that's that doesn't cover everybody. So. The thinking is if we can get this out so that the other students can be able to listen to this on their own and in classes and at home and, you know, kind of take in some of these lessons that, like like you were saying earlier, some of these, you know, people that we've had on the podcast are just exceptional people. And so they've got these messages that need to be heard, right? And so how can we kind of give our students a voice to tell those stories and then also, you know, share their own, you know, sort of sort of self-discovery journey. Um, and I think you mentioned that to the girls. That, that's been one of my favorite parts is just the debrief part of each yeah. interview, mm-hmm. you know, where they can just really get into it and, and engage and and um, take what they've learned and apply it and make connections. You know, there was this confidence and comfortableness, even though I'm not sure that's even a word, in, in talking with them, in the permission to be playful with them almost immediately. And I mean, I'm in Texas and you're in Washington. And somehow <laughs> we bridged that gap in the two minutes before I turned on the recording because I just couldn't wait to capture the brilliance and the 20 minutes <laughs> that I spent with them. What is that? Is that some magic you guys have going on up there? And if so, what is the secret? I don't, I don't know if it's magic. Um, I think, you know, from the very beginning, we were very, very, my wife and I, she's heavily involved with this podcast as well. She's a leadership teacher here 
I think, you know, we just kind of made it um, a thing up front that this is going to be a risk taking adventure. Like we were, we were, you know, straightforward with them about, we don't know how we're going to do this. We don't know anything about podcasting. Um, some of the kids we started talking to last spring about the idea. And at that time we had no equipment. We didn't know what we would do. We didn't know how to host, um, you know, a podcast. We didn't know where you would put that. Uh, we didn't know any aspects of podcasting at all. So we had to kind of teach ourselves over the summer so that then we could come back, uh, in August and, and start to to teach them. Um, but you know, just all the way along, we just have kind of made it a fun thing. There's lots of laughter. Um, there's mess ups, there's screw ups and we just go with it and we just have fun with it. So they were telling you some of our podcast reminders that we have up. It's like a, a big sign. And at the very bottom, it says, have fun and be you. And nice. I think that's, that's kind of been our mantra. You know, it's like, we're just going to lean into this and I've made mistakes and they've made mistakes and we're just going to learn as we grow. So maybe permission to fail is is part of I your secret, right. that growth mindset yeah. thing that says, you know, let's take risks. And because uh, otherwise, what do we have? We, you know, we aren't going to get there without a little bit of stretching, growing, hurting. You know, you've heard Houston say a commitment to growth is a commitment to pain, right? Exactly. Exactly. No, that's you're right on. I, I love their answer. I didn't know what they were going to say, but I love their answer to your question about, you know, would you do any of these interviews, you know, differently or whatever else? And I, I thought it was really neat that they just to kind of embraced like the learning process. No, I wouldn't do them different. You know, it's like, that's so cool. <laughs> As a grown up, would you have answered that differently? Probably. I mean, yeah. the, the, I would, th I would think, I, you know, I think we, we tend to second guess ourselves more, right? As adults, I think so. you know, that hindsight thing. And that's what's fun about them is, you know, they're learning, but they're also in this safe, comfortable environment. You know, they, they've bonded as a group. Um, I, I think, you know, there was little pockets that knew each other, but, you know, they certainly weren't all friends. And now, I mean, they're, they're just, they're such a close knit group and, and they're all excited about the idea of now bringing in these other sixth graders into the fold that they don't know that they have no relationships with. And it's like, hey, this is going to be so fun. We're going to teach them. Do you know when you get a chance to shoulder tap like that, it's so great for kids. I had some secret agents of kindness last year in the fifth grade, and they came to me two days before school was out. We need to get some fourth graders. This has to continue at school because, you know, they were leaving our school as fifth going to sixth. And the, the fact that these kids wanted to shoulder tap this next <laughs> class and when I went to visit them right before Christmas, they were like, how are the fourth now fifth graders doing? And I said, well, I, I heard that they're, you know, doing really well. Well, we want to plan a field trip back and check on them. And it's just like that empowerment. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That just that is, is so cool. So amazing for kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Empowerment's huge for sure. And, and that's really what, what leadership is, right? I mean, it's, it's influencing. And these guys, I think it's taken them maybe a year to realize you know, what leadership means and, and, and how they really all are leaders. And I, the exciting thing now, I feel like maybe six months into this is that they're really trying, I guess they're starting to figure out, um, how they can harness their leadership, you know what I mean? In a big way. Yeah. So beyond just, beyond just the podcast and, and, you know, using their voice there, but now, okay, we, this is something we want to continue forward, right? Cause from a year from now, 
they'll be getting ready to head off to high school at this particular group that we're talking about. And, you know, they want this obviously to continue to grow and, and, and get big. So that's yeah. exciting. I love that you said use your voice this afternoon. I blogged about Peter Reynolds new book that's called Say Something. And of course, you know, it's meant to be children's books, but I, I'll put a picture book in front of anybody. I think your kids would love <laughs> that book because it that's talks about idea. finding your voice. And it doesn't just, it's not just the voice voice, you know, it's like maybe painting nice. is your thing. So find your voice on a canvas. And, you know, I, I just love the idea of amplifying however they're able to communicate so it doesn't end up being like how it's a behavior that we want to extinguish you know instead it's a behavior that we want to amplify that's a great point that that does sound like a really cool book so i need to check that out yeah it's it's awesome so your award-winning culture beyond podcasting i know you did some kind things when you guys were snowed in for five days what is your why in all of that, Hans? I think really just, you know, inspiring others to create award-winning cultures kind of within their sphere of influence. Um, you know, I, we, we, we created a website and blog and, and podcast all called award-winning culture. And, and part of that is because we won some awards here. Um, you know, we had established a pretty cool school culture over the last three to five years and started getting recognized for that, uh, last year. But I think, you know, it's really not so much about winning awards as it is just about creating this positive, um, intentional, uh, action. And, and it's, uh, through a mindset, um, that, you know, begins with character, excellence, and community. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's something that, you know, has worked really well here. And so I think part of my why is, um, you know, helping others and helping inspire others, um, you know, to kind of create those sorts of mindsets, I guess, within their school or classroom or, you know, friend group or PLC or whatever else. Yeah, well, it feels like you guys have made it really a way of life. It's a special culture here. It really is. Um, you know, I think I would say, you know, over the last few years, we've really seen how this place has become a family um, and students taking care of, of other students and, and, you know, staff doing the same. Um, and I think you know, I'll just kind of segue to character strong because that's a connection that you and I have. Um, we we've just I think that that kind of poured gasoline on something that was kind of already brewing here. Uh, we had this really good good thing happening, and I think with John and Houston's help um, with character strong, it just it sort of took off, and um, it was kind of a combination of perfect timing and perfect you know setting or whatever else, and. Uh, now, now it's, it's, it's just amazing. It's just such a fun place to be. Kind of the perfect storm, but not the snowstorm that kept you guys from school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, oh. I'm so happy. Earlier today, it was snowing. And so I, was, I wasn't sure, like, okay, are we going to have a delay this morning? Are we going to be able to do our interview with Barbara? So I was a little worried. We've had six snow days so far in the last two weeks oh, uh, of no school, plus delays and other things. So I think we're at a record high of snow in our part of uh, Washington, so. And will those all be tacked on at the end, so you'll have some June school? We will have some June school. Um, they also build in 
I think one or two snow days uh, into the schedule, so that there's that. But then there was also um, our state declared it uh, a state of emergency, so I think that's going to help us get a waiver for a couple of the days. So we may not we may not have to go quite as long as people might originally think, but yeah, that's what happened that's what with Hurricane Harvey. So we were yeah. really thankful to not have to pile that on because when the kids get to the end, sometimes they, they're just done, you know, they just need yeah, that, yeah. that mental and physical break. You're right. So <laughs> sometimes can... adults do. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say oh. sometimes adults do. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So where can people find you to grow alongside with you and um, learn some of these promising practices? Yeah, so our website is awardwinningculture.com, so you can access uh, our student-led podcast. Um, there's blogs um, that my wife and I are writing. Uh, we're also doing a pretty good job uh, highlighting different educators and resources and things that are out there that uh, we, we feel like contribute to an award-winning culture. Um, and then I'm on Twitter. That's probably my primary place. Um, and it's just Hans Apple, H-A-N-S-A-P-P-E-L, and it's 094. So Hans Apple 094. Um, and then our students podcast uh, on Twitter is AW Culture. Um, and so you can get on there and check that out. Um, and uh, we're on Instagram as well. It's just under award-winning culture. So lots of fun places. Uh, just con trying to continue to kind of share our message with the world. Well, I love that you said it's not really about the awards, but what I'm garnering from all of this, first visiting with them and then following up with you, is that it is about the win. And I feel like kids are winning um, under, under your mentorship. So thank you for what you're doing for our future. And um, I look forward to seeing you online. I appreciate that you carved out this time for us. I've had a blast, Barbara. I feel like this is long overdue to finally connect uh, and, uh, you know, look forward to the future. And then I want to thank ProSign Design and remind listeners that they support this podcast. They are a family-owned business dedicated to character, safety, and organization. I would invite the listeners to join us again next week as we continue the conversation about character education, connections, and life. And in the meantime, a reminder that character speaks.